You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. Somebody lift up your voice. Just thank God. Just thank God. Just thank God. God has been faithful. God has been good. Come on, Ashaya. The Bible says, for the Lord is good. Come on, Ashaya. His mercies endures forever. They are renewed every morning. Today is 2nd January. Not only did God bring you into 2022, but he has kept you through the first day and brought you into the second day. Somebody lift up your voice and give God glory. It is not by might, it is not by power. It is by the grace of God. It is by the spirit of the Lord. For if the Lord had not been on our side, where would we be? Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Just thank God. Just thank God. Let the shed be upon that. Lord, we are grateful. We appreciate your grace. We appreciate your mercy. Kami asatibiata. Le padabada shadadabada. Animi alagadibiate. Meshede mekemeleziata. Mazumanaza libiata. Mashen tebelete. In the name of Jesus. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified, Lord. Patabadata. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Mashudi biate. Mekelebedete. Lalanamanalali niala. Manoshkapa. Matubadate. Metebelete. Matibialabadada. Makodapa. Makodade. Metelebelebedete. Li kama. Li para. Mashudaba. Masutate. Melemeleshendade. Mashandada. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Mi koda de de de. Ma shoda da. Ma shidi bi alabada da. Le kemele vende pe. Ma suda pa. Ma koshanda pa. Ma todi bi alabada bada be. Le kamana na manasa. Ma toda bada da bada da. Ma koda be libiasa. Ma toba di bi asa. Ma sini mi alamanasa. Ma kemele skete. Lord, we thank you for the new year. Ma skopalabada da. We thank you for your preservation. Jesus says that if men will not praise God, that God can even lift up stones to worship him. Lord, today, this morning, we render you what is truly yours. All the worship, all the glory, all the praise, all the adoration. Receive it up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we shower you with praises. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Still in the atmosphere of prayer. Let's just pray this prayer in two minutes. And we are talking. Oh. 
Let his banner be raised and his glory be seen. We will celebrate our God. Let his banner be raised and his glory be seen. We will celebrate. We will celebrate. We will celebrate.
again I'm counting my blessings I just can't keep it to myself When I thought that he had done too much Whoa, Jesus did it again invite Uncle Bijou to come and bless us this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, I said. Today is the first Sunday in the new year 2022. Now so Hey, Teen Chapel. Is this 2022? And is this the first Sunday? And is this your first time in church on Sunday this year? Why not lift up your hands and give God a shout of victory because it's a good year. It's a good year. We made declarations into the year that it's a good year. Last year is gone, but we are in the new. It's a new season, and it's a good year. God says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? Declare, 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 declare. Shout in your heart. Shout in your spirit, man. It's a good year. This year shall be a good year unto me. Ay, 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 ay. I declare that this year shall be a good year unto me. I shall see your face. I shall experience your favor. I shall know that you exist. I will know that you are a miracle working God because you change not. And as your prophet has said, 
this shed shall be a year of increase. I shall receive increase in the name of Jesus. And so I give you praise. I can't be Sahaya. I don't know about you, but for me this morning I woke up very excited. And when I came to church and I saw us, I saw many of us beautifully dressed, new hairstyle. Many of us are adorning new dresses. And I was admiring some of the new dresses. I, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who is wearing an old dress. But I like my new old dress. It is anointed. And I love my old dress. And with my old dress, I will bless the Lord. I will bless God with my old dress. And with your new dress, you must bless God. But as I sat there thinking, I asked myself, the time that we took to make sure that our new dress is looking good on us, the time we took to make sure that our hair is looking good, and we came to church shining in our new dress and in our new shoe and in our new hairstyle. How many of us this morning took time to make sure that our spirits look good as we came into the house of the Lord? I want to give you one minute without the instruments, without speaking in tongues. And can we have some little movement, please? In your own words, coming from your heart, just tell God how grateful you are. Shall we close our eyes, please? Just a minute. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord, with the heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord, with a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, O Lord. Thank you very much. Please take your seat. I will bless you, O Lord. I will bless you, O Lord. Let it come from your heart. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. Father, as we reflect over the past months, as we think about our lives, 
I think about our friends and our parents, our schools, our church, our leaders. As we think about life, both the good and the bad, you remain God. And from our hearts, we will bless you. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I come into your heart's house this morning with thanksgiving in my heart. And I bless you from the depths of my heart. In this year 2020, may my heart be filled with gratitude. Blessing you all the days of my life. Oh Lord, I bless you. I bless you. I will bless you, oh Lord. I will bless you, oh Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, O Lord. Hallelujah. This year is going to be a very exciting year in Teen Chapel. We'll be teaching some stuff for a very long time, and I know it will be exciting. But Incidentally, at the same time, it will be very boring for some people. And it might even be scary for some people. We're going to be talking about demonology. But we are going to talk about demonology from a very different slant. Focusing on teenagers. But it's going to be something like a Bible school. So if you don't read your Bible, you'll find it boring. Did you hear me? If you don't read your Bible, you're going to find it boring. I pray that you don't find it boring. I want to welcome all of us to the year of increase, as Dr. Otabo has declared. We have been fruitful in the past, but we are going to increase. Doors of increase are opening unto us. We shall receive anointing for increase. There shall be divine explosion. The spirit of favor shall rest upon every one of us for increase. May God give you the ability to increase in this year, 2022, and all the days of your life. Because Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants us to have abundant life. He wants us to increase in life. Oh, it's a good thing to think about God increasing us, God expanding us, God prospering us, God blessing us. It is good. But the truth is this. Like I told the church workers yesterday, increase will not just come automatically because Dr. Otabula declared this year is a year of increase. In fact, unfortunately for some of us, we would end 2022 in decrease. Even though the prophet has declared that this year will be a year of increase. It is because increase does not come automatically. 
what the prophet declares does not just happen. The Bible says to believe the prophet and to believe his words, then it will happen for us. So there is a believing to be done. And there are actions to be taken based on the belief. If you don't believe and you don't act on your convictions and your beliefs, there will be no increase for you this year. I'm not a prophet to do. I'm just stating biblical facts. In my quiet time this week, I came across this verse. And you know, the book of Job is a very difficult book. Because Job was a very righteous man and he himself was confused at a certain stage. He was afraid of certain things in life. And then he lost so much in life and then he began to wonder, what is this life all about? The wife even told him, look, why not just curse God and die? What is all this serving God for? What have you benefited? See, your children are dead. All your prosperity is gone. What are you living for? Curse him and die. And then his own friends came around. They started saying all kinds of things. And then Job got more confused. But then God decided to speak to his friends and to speak to Job. At one time, one of his friends had this revelation and he said this. If they obey and serve him, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If you want to live the godly life of prosperity, not what the world says is prosperity, if you want to experience real joy, real pleasures in life from God's perspective, you must learn to obey God. And you must learn to serve him. You cannot obey him if you don't know what he expects of you. And that is why we encourage you to read the Bible. Read it for yourself. Don't wait for somebody to preach to you. Don't spend all your time listening to messages uh, on TV and on the net and in books. It's good, but read the Bible for yourself. When you hear something, go and find out from the scriptures whether what the person is saying is true or not. If I were you, when I go home, I'll go and read Job chapter 36, the whole of the chapter. And try to understand what this thing that Biju is talking about, where does it stay in the Bible? That is the way to experience prosperity and pleasure from God's perspective. Dr. Altaboy, in explaining the theme for this year, used this passage of scripture, the feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000, as we all know, it's a miracle. And it started with somebody donating his lunch. This year, may you experience increase by donating your time. May you experience increase by donating your talent. May you experience increase by donating your gifts. May you experience increase by giving something that God has already given to you by donating it to God to use the way he chooses. It may appear very little. It may appear insignificant. You may not even value it. But God gave it to you. 
give it back to him. Donate it to him. When that little boy donated his bread and his fish, the Bible says Jesus took it. Whatever you give to God, you will take it. And when God took it, he blessed it. And when God blessed it, he broke it. And when he broke it, he gave it to the disciples to give out. And that was where the multiplication came. That was where the increase came. Increase will come if you give whatever you have to God. He will take it. He will bless it. He will break it. He will give it out to be used for the body and for the world. And you will experience God's prosperity. There is no other way. It doesn't happen just by the audible saying, for I see you see this year shall be our year of increase. There are conditions and there are biblical principles to follow if you are to experience increase in this year. So I want to work out to the year of increase. Certainly there shall be increase in faith. There will be increase in fruitfulness. There will be increase in favor. Your finances will increase. There will be increase in reading the word of God. There will be increase in revelation the word of God. There will be increase in obeying the word of God. There will be increase in wisdom. Your praise and worship shall see increase. Your dancing in the house of God shall see increase. Your dancing as a teenager shall see increase. There shall be increase in prayer. Your prayer life will change. You will experience the power of God. There shall be increase in power. You experience God's peace. The peace which passes all human understanding. You will increase in the presence of, your God, of, of the Lord your God. And the church shall explode. We are going back to a program that we, we, we had many, many months ago. Possibly a few years ago. Increasing the capacity of the church. I was going to get into dimensions and dimensions, but let me give up. You will be increasing giving. There will be increase in the spirit and his favor. There will be increase in serving God. There will be increase in love. There will be increase in integrity. Increase in fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Teen chapel this year we shall fast. And beginning Saturday we are starting. We are fasting on Saturday. This year we are not waiting for 40 days of prayer and fasting. Fasting shall be a lifestyle. If you want to increase, there must be increase in prayer and fasting. There are some things in your life the Bible says will not go except by prayer and by fasting. <laughs> some of you don't like that, isn't it? Uh, but we shall like it. May the Spirit open you up to like it, to like the things of God. And God shall honor you. He says, those who honor me, I will honor them. You experience increase in honor. And you experience increase in achievements in every area of your life. Your academic life will change. The subject that you are struggling with, every time you are at the bottom of the class and you are fed up, this time there shall be increase. You shall increase in business. Your business has faced setbacks and you don't know what to do. But this year, as you seek to serve him and obey him, there shall be increase. There shall be increase in achievement in every area of your life. You have tried to stop masturbation. You have tried and tried and tried and nothing seems to be happening. But if you decide to read the word, to obey him and to serve him, you receive power to break those bonds of masturbation, to break those bonds of pornography, to break those bonds of addictions in your life. And you shall experience increase. 
achieving everything that God wants you to achieve. And I know it's possible. And by God's grace, we shall do it. Hallelujah. So I want to welcome you to the year of increase. In this year, we shall increase on all sides. We shall increase in everything that God wants us to increase. And so beginning this morning, we are going to begin to increase in our understanding of the power of God and how God moves in our midst. You are not too young to be used. Did you hear me? You are not too young to be used. We are going to have a very long introduction to this series. I don't know when the introduction will end. But when God wants it to end, it will end. Then we'll zoom into understanding demonology. But this morning, I want us to watch two videos. And then I'll see what God will lead us to talk about for the rest of the time. So, Lanka Moses, if we are ready... Well, <laughs> today. Can we have the lights off for now, please? Tonight, I'm going to be preaching uh, about um, receiving the blessings. <laughs> so, how many of you guys know what an umbrella does? Yeah. It blocks the rain from touching you. How many of you guys know what a funnel does? It receives rain. And the rain is the blessings. And how many people in here want some blessings? You can cut my foot in too. Like in 1 Kings 18.41, it, say, it says, I hear the abundance of rain. I hear the abundance of rain. I hear the abundance of rain. The rain won't stop until you receive it. until you receive it. Now, the other day I was at the pool. <laughs> and I was praying for my friend, my next door neighbor. And I had my funnel open so I was receiving a lot of water. And, um, so when I prayed for him, he started speaking in tongues. I went like, speak. And he just went, how do I stop this? I'm like, you can't. That's when you start laying your hands on other people and saving them and bringing them to the kingdom of God. And when you feel the presence of God, time goes by so fast. You're like, oh. Oh, no, 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 a little longer, please. No, please. But if you're, like, 
Come on. Not enjoying this, it would be like, another hour. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. It says you need to, sorry, I'm drunk right here. Oh. You need to increase so Jesus could decrease. Well, sorry, other way around. I... You need to decrease so he could increase. Come on. And I know a lot of you guys want to be a funnel in here. And here's the thing, if you don't have your funnel open, then you can't speak in tongues. And if you can't speak in tongues, how are you going to pray for people? Because the other day, me and my mom and my sister prayed 30 minutes in tongues in bed for, for a miracle. And it came the next day. Now here's the thing. A lot of you guys need to speak in tongues. Most of you might know it, but guess what? You can still receive more. Now, I just want everybody to stand up where they are. Now, hold your hand up like a funnel. We're gonna pray. Lord, I thank you that you'll just rain on them overflow so it'll be a, a waterfall of your word jesus and i thank you lord that you'll just give them their word that they need to praise you jesus i thank you they'll go tell people about you and they'll perceive you lord as their savior ah, woo. oh my god woo. jesus i thank you they just pour on them and <laughs> and they'll just receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In tongues, pray over them in tongues. Pray in other tongues over them. Come on. Lord, I thank you that they'll just receive tongues if they haven't received it. And I thank you they'll just start praying in tongues right now. Release it in Jesus' name. Just start speaking it. Come on. The thing is, the devil can't understand you so he can't interfere with you so god's like excuse me i don't know what you're doing near that child but bye-bye but bye-bye uh all the way over there bye-bye so i want you to just keep on speaking in tongues don't stop that's when the blessings come in blessings come in so you open your hands up like a funnel so the blessings could come in so they could just come in and pour and pour so you could receive more and i know a lot of you guys need blessings in here new house new car jesus name i see it over there right here over there right there come on over there just release lord do your work do your work in their heart jesus name you can start dancing you can start running come on it's free you are free in here come on this is a house of god you just want to shout you want to scream let's go Woo! 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, look at, look at this one. They, they, they just step over. The kid, kids just step over. You've got, you got to be like a little child to receive from heaven. You get, a, get away from your, your great maturity. Become like a little child and just receive from what heaven has for you tonight. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Rabba Masa. 
by fire. Do you believe? Do you believe? Amen. Do you believe? Amen. Open your hearts. Yes, we love your hearts. We love your hearts. Yes. Yes, I thank you much, Father. 
Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Fire. By 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 fire. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Father. I believe you have all received your power. Amen. In Jesus' name. Why did I show you those videos? If God can use those little children, he can use you, and he will use you. If you open your heart, you open your mind to read the scriptures and to believe God. It's not everybody who has to preach here, but some of you are going to be preaching here. Some of you, I'm not talking about facilities, I said some of you. Some of you in your home, you begin to lay hands on your parents and your relatives. And you see God's move mightily in your life. If only you will open up and read the word. And if you will fast. In fact, this year, every Saturday we shall be fasting. Every single Saturday. If I don't do it, I won't force you, but we are fasting as a church. Every Saturday. And it's flexible. You choose how you want to fast. But fast and read the word. Make time to read the word. That's the only way you can grow in the things of God. Revelations chapter 12 verse 12 on the Amplified Bible. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them in the presence of God, woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you in great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time remaining. The Bible says, the devil has come down Some of us don't like to hear about the devil or anything relating to the devil. But Jesus spoke about the devil so many times. Today in church, some teachers and leaders don't even talk about the devil at all or hardly talk about him. But he's so real. And he wants us to believe that he does not exist. 
The secular world tells us it's just a fiction, a, a, a fiction of our imagination. Is that the right phrase? It's a fiction of our imagination. It is your mind which is playing tricks on you. There's nothing like the devil. It does not exist. Jesus said it's real. And he has come down because he knows that his, he knows that his time is very short. He knows where he's going. He has been condemned. He has been judged. And he wants to take as many people as possible along with him. Don't let the devil fool you. Let the word of God straighten you up so you live in God's pleasure and his prosperity. Look, this world, this world is a spiritual world. There is a spiritual dimension to this world. In fact, the spiritual dimension is more real than the physical dimension that we see. Or you can call it the invisible world. It's real. The invisible is more real than the physical, what we see. It's difficult to understand. It's difficult to believe. I'll be attempting to answer some of the questions that you asked earlier on in more detail as we go on in this series. Issues about demons, about death and heaven and stuff like that. But the spiritual world is so real. Unfortunately, we Christians, because we don't read the word, so we don't know who we are in Christ. We don't know our position. We don't understand our authority. I will never forget as a young Christian, we went to do some small crusade as students. And then one of the converts apparently was a, a witch. We didn't know. So we got it delivered. And then as young Christians, inquisitive about the spiritual world, about the power of God, we started to interview here, trying to find out, trying to understand the spirit world from somebody who was there. You see the mistake we make. Why should we be interested in finding out about the spirit world from somebody who was there? When the Bible teaches us so much and we refuse to read it so we don't know. So we are ignorant. And then the lady was telling us stuff like she had a certain cloth. When she spreads the cloth, she can see the whole world and she can do all this. And we're all like, really? But meanwhile, the word of God tells us that we are seated in Jesus Christ, in the heavenly realms. And in him we have access to the wisdom and the mind and the knowledge of God. We are not interested in that one. We are excited about stories about people. And she told us all kinds of stuff. And then she who was, had just been born again began to show us from the scripture the power that we have that we don't know. And we're all like, really? He said, show us from Ephesians. This person who didn't, we thought he didn't understand scripture. The devil knows the word. He distorts the word to confuse us. That is what he did from the very beginning to our great grandfathers, Adam and Eve. When God had given them pleasure, God had given them riches, God had given them honor, God had made them in his own image, God had blessed them with what, what is wealth. And then the devil came and said, did God say, trying to distort God's word, and then finally, he says, oh, God, God, a lie. He's lying. He knows that the day you eat of this thing, you become like him. You know the difference between good and evil. Eh. You see, we don't want to read the Bible. 
But when somebody comes to tell us, let us pass this corner, we can get good grades. Let's pass this corner, we can make some good money. We follow. Because we are not rooted in the word. And then we blame Adam and Eve. You are just behaving like Adam and Eve. Please, I beg you, get to read the Bible for yourself. The more you read, the more you begin to enjoy it, and the more you begin to understand it, and the more you want to read and to live it out. The Bible tells us in the Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, that God is the father of all spirits. If I wanted to bring a long passage in Hebrews chapter 12, I will skip it for today. When you go, take time to read it, the whole of Hebrews chapter 12. God is the father of all spirits. God made us, and listen very carefully, I, mean, I know we know this, but until we think about it and we understand it from God's perspective, there are some things about the spirit realm that we will not understand. Man is primarily a spirit. It's difficult to see. Where's my spirit? I can't see my spirit. So, I struggle to believe it. But we can think. We have a will. We have a mind. We have emotions. So, when we are told that we have a soul, it is easier for us to accept. And, of course, we see this body this macho body, the beautiful face, the beautiful hair and all that, we see that we admire, so we know that we have a body. And many of us think that that is who we are. That is not who we are. Your body is not you. Your body is dust, is dirt, is ground, is sand. So don't value it. The Bible tells us in Genesis that God took the dust from the ground and molded something. And then he breathed into that something and that something became a living being. Until the breath of God went into that person. It was just clay. Like what the potters do. It's a clay. It's just a jar. Your body is just a jar. It's just a clay. It's just mud. And one day when God takes your spirit from this body, this body will go back to the earth where it belongs. That will be the end of that body. It has finished serving its purpose. How many of you still wear pampers? But we, are all, we have all worn it before. Nobody wears pampers today because pampers has finished its job. Nana K still wears pampers because pampers is doing his job in his life. When he grows and gets to a certain stage, he throws away pampers. In fact, he doesn't want to see pampers. In the spirit realm, after death, you will not want to see this body again. Because it is dead. It has gone back to death. I 
hope you're not getting confused. I told you this is going to be a Bible school. I told you are going to get deep, but you're going to understand it as teenagers. All of us of life that we live. And I'm going to confuse some people, but it's very simple. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 6 to 7. Moses, can we project it, please? If it it not harass us a little. There's something that God revealed to the writer of Ecclesiastics that man's spirit, the spirit that we have, the real us, it came from God. That is the beginning of our life and it's our first life. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden bowl is broken or the pitchers shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the world. Verse 7. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was from the beginning. And the spirit will return to God who gave it. So when you die, your spirit separates from your body. When your spirit leaves your body, the Bible says you are dead. Physically dead. When your spirit is separated from your body. And when your spirit is separated from your body, it goes back to God because the spirit started, originated from God. Are you following me? Are you getting confused? So, our first life comes from God Almighty. None of us can remember. It's impossible. You can't remember how you were like when you were with God. Who does? I don't. Go back to uh, 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 slideshow mode, please. So when you die, forget about this body. Somebody asked a question. So when you die, where will I be? Will the, my body be in the grave waiting for the resurrection or what will be happening to the body? When you die, you are dead. Your body has gone back to the dead. Can we go back to PowerPoint mode, please? When you die, your body goes back to death. It is useless. It has finished its job. It has no place again. It has no place again. It stays in the ground where it came from and your spirit goes to God where he came from. So that is your first life. Your second life begins at conception. When the sperm meets the egg in the womb, that's what we call conception. They fuse together to form a body. And when they form that body, God sends your spirit from himself into that body. And that body becomes a living thing. And that is why it is wrong for abortionists and liberal Christians who claim that that thing in the womb is just a clot of blood. It's not just a clot of blood. It's a living thing. And it must not be killed. 
That is our second life. Who remembers when the spirit, your spirit enters, entered the sperm and the egg which are fused in your mother's womb? Who remembers? We don't. Your third life is when you are born physically into this world. When your mother goes to the labor ward and the doctors and the nurses help the midwives and they bring you out and then you cry for the first time, that is when you say you are born. You are born into this world. But that's not the beginning of your life. That is your third life. If I want you are born, you don't even remember how life in the womb was like. We learn it from science. Our fourth life is when we get born again. The Bible says that we are born again by the will of the Father, by God's word, by God's choice, when we believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible says he gives us authority, he gives us the right to become his child. That can be found in John chapter 1 and verse 12 from 11 to 13. That's what it's often referred to as the new birth. It is another birth. It's a spiritual birth. And if you are here this morning and you haven't experienced that spiritual birth, I plead with you to believe on the word of God and experience that fourth dimension of life. And for the first three, all of us go through it. But the fourth one is by our choice. Scripture says, behold, I lay before you life and death. Choose life. Choose to be born again. God, by his grace, by his free ability, has given you the choice, the free liberty. Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood that our sins might be forgiven, that you might be reconciled to God. It is sin, rebellion against God, disobedience to God and his word that separates you from God. And if you don't do anything about it, you will be forever separated from God. And you never have the opportunity to come back to him. Now is the hour if you have never done that in your life before, I plead with you. Get born again. Experience this rebirth. This spiritual birth. So when you die to God, I don't know how much time I'll have to be able to talk about death this morning unless the adult church drags a little. When you go back to God, that now becomes your fifth life. I'll talk a little bit about this when I begin to talk about death. And then we still have a sixth life. The sixth life happens at the resurrection. When Jesus Christ comes again, the Bible says, All the dead shall arise and will be given a new body, not the body of the dead, a new body, an incorruptible body. If you want to understand that kind of body, that's the kind of body that Jesus Christ had when he rose from the dead. He could appear in places just like that. He could pass through walls. 
That body has the ability to penetrate walls. That body had the ability to move from one place to another just like that. It's as if in quotes it's like magic, but it's not magic. It's a new kind of life. And that is our seed type of life. If there are other lives God has not revealed to us yet, one day one day we may know. But if you don't experience this fourth life that I'm talking about, the spiritual rebirth, you are doomed. If you die, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and after that is judgment. There is no second world war in death. You will not have another opportunity to be born again. You will not have another opportunity to repent. This first Sunday of the year, the beginning of a new year, is an excellent opportunity for you to make sure that you are born again and reconciled to God and beginning to experience the life that God wants you to experience. Then the difficulty about the invisible world when it comes to death. You know, there's a mystery not understood about death, so there are all kinds of superstitious beliefs that are spreading all over the place. I'm sure some of you have heard, for example, that when somebody dies, his spirit hangs around for 40 days, and that, that's why we celebrate the 40 days after death, and then after that, the spirit, all kinds of, they have different, different beliefs. When you die, you are dead. Your spirit goes back to God for, to await judgment and your body goes back to the ground, period. But in Genesis, we are told, God told Adam and Eve that the day they will disobey me, you disobey me, you will die. And God was talking about one type of death. It's not the physical death that we are talking about because we know that when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they did not die uh, they, don't, they did not die physically. So that's not the physical death that Jesus was talk, uh, God was talking about. He was talking about separation from God. And we saw how they didn't experience God's fellowship anymore. They didn't experience the joy and the beauty and the pleasures of the Garden of Eden anymore. God didn't come to visit them and have fellowship with them anymore. That is what God meant by they will die. So we have three types of death. The first type of death is what I've just been trying to describe, the separation from God. And the Bible says anyone who does not have Jesus Christ is separated from God. You are spiritually dead. You, you may be living, you may be breathing, but you are spiritually dead, separated from God. And if you don't do anything about it, you remain in that state for all eternity without any chance of having a change. Physical death occurs when your spirit leaves your body, when there's a separation between your spirit and your body, and your body becomes useless, then you die physically. There's yet another type of death that is often referred to as eternal death or the second death. That is when Jesus Christ comes and there's judgment and because you rejected him, because you did not accept him, because you did not experience the spiritual birth, the rebirth, or you were not born again, 
you are separated from God for all eternity, forever and forever and forever and forever. You will never see God again. It's scary, but you don't have to be scared. Be scared with the truth to enter into the truth of the joy of knowing Jesus Christ. So, these are the three types of deaths that we have. We have spiritual death, we have physical death, and we have eternal death or the second death. So, what really happens when we die? What happens? Psalm 13, verse 3. Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. That's what we call the sleep of death. So, death is like sleeping. You know that when we sleep, we are not aware of what goes on. We even dream and we don't even know what is happening. It's like in the sleep, the dream is real, but we wake up and it's like, hey, what happened? Has it happened to you before? When we sleep, we don't, we don't. So, from certain scriptures, when we die, it's like we are asleep. And we will not know what is going on. Please, don't get confused, but go with me slowly. That's why I say you should read the Bible. So, there is the sleep of death. When Lazarus died, Jesus said, Lazarus, our friend, has just fallen asleep. He was dead, but Jesus said he has fallen asleep. It's time that I go and I waken him up. So Jesus had the ability to wake up Lazarus from the death, the sleep of death, and wake him up. When they heard this, the disciples replied, Lord, if he has just fallen asleep, then he will definitely get better. Jesus was speaking about Lazarus' death, but the disciples presumed that he was talking about natural sleep. Then Jesus said it plainly, plainly, Lazarus is dead. So when we die, we sleep. We don't remember anything. We don't know anything that is going on. Like I said, don't get confused. Please come along with me slowly. But there is the sleep of death. When we die, we sleep. We don't know what is going on. In Luke chapter 16, we see another story and another example of death. In this case, Jesus was referring to Lazarus and the rich man. If you read, this is a true story because a name is mentioned and Jesus, you know, talk in detail, and you could see he wasn't referring to a parable. He even talked about somebody who had died long ago. So he was talking about real human beings. And in this story, we see the rich man who had died having a discussion with God. So it gives us the implication that he was alive, he was seen. He could reason. He could talk. He could understand. I hope you are not getting lost. I hope you are not lost. The first example I, I, I gave us, I said, death is sleep. We sleep when we die. 
But here is another instance, Jesus explaining, he was talking about you are dead, but you are alive and you see and you can know what is going on in the spirit realm. And he was negotiating with God that he should send um, Lazarus back to the, the living. Is it? Am I getting the story wrong? Forgive me. You are reading properly if I'm getting it wrong. So me too, I should read the Bible, isn't it? Uh, we all should, I'm correct. Uh, he said, send Lazarus to go and tell my brothers that they should repent or they should repent. And that's what I'm telling you today. Do it if you haven't done it. Because this place is terrible. I don't want my brothers to come here. And we are alive and we know what happens when people die without Christ. And you will not tell them so that they go to that terrible place. And you give an excuse that I don't know how to talk. I'm feeling shy. We need to tell everybody about Jesus. Don't go to that terrible place. It's a terrible place. The rich man said, please, send Lazarus to bring a drop of water. I'm thirsty. Just one drop. You're thirsty. You're looking for a drop. If you're the mere aunt, ask for please send him a bottle of uh, bottled water. Say just one drop. You will not get one drop of water. And you'll be thirsty. In subsequent weeks, I'll explain to us the different types of hell. And you see that this one is nothing even compared to the real hell. The lake of fire is terrible. Nobody should go there. So in this instance, we see that while we are dead, our spirit man is alive. And we have a certain consciousness of a certain aspect of the spiritual realm. We can see the saints who have died and are in a better place. We can see how they are enjoying. And we can see if you are like one of them, I hope that nobody will be like one of them. If you are the one who did not accept Jesus Christ and you are in a separate realm, you feel the pain. And while you are feeling the pain, you see others enjoying. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, also gives an indication that when we die, we are still conscious of things that go on. Even though it's not very clear, but Hebrews chapter 12 talks about a cloud of witnesses who are in heaven and who sees all the things that are going on on the earth. And they are cheering the Christians. They are encouraging them to stay strong, be strong, be strong to the very end so that you also come to where we are. In Revelation chapter 6, we read that, and with a loud voice, they cried with a loud voice, saying, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? The saints who had been martyred, the saints who had died for Christ, the saints who had died preaching the word of God, the saints who have died suffering for the sake of Christ, they were crying to God, God, when are you going to judge the world? When are you going to vindicate us? So they were in a discussion with God. 
which gives an indication also that those who die in the Lord, who have accepted Jesus Christ, who have experienced a certain convo with Jesus Christ, even though they are dead. So he says that this subject of death becomes very, very confusing. Yes, you have the sleep of death. At the same time, there seems to be a certain semblance of life that goes on even after death. The spiritual realm is very complex. We have God, the Father of all spirits. We have angels, and there are two categories of angels angels that are loyal to God, and the angels that were disobedient to God. We describe them as the fallen angels. And the big question. Could there have been a pre-existent kingdom? A kingdom of demons before human beings were made. We'll attempt to tackle this one next week onwards. And then we have man. And even man also, we are two kinds of men. We have men who have been redeemed, who have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. They have experienced a new birth. They, have a, they are experiencing the fourth dimension of life. And if they stay strong, they will eternally be with God. And then we have the fallen man. Man who was born in sin, living in rebellion to God, and disobedient, and unwilling to repent and come back to God. So when we take we human beings, we have two categories of human beings. People with Christ, with God, and people outside of Christ and without God. I pray that you would not be in the second category. It's a terrible thing to be in that category. I can tell you. As I have grown older, as I have experienced death, I have seen people dying. I can tell you, there are different kinds of death. But you don't have to be afraid of death. You don't have to be scared. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, you'll be afraid of death. And you are afraid of death because it is the devil that has put that fear in you. The fear of death. So you are in bondage to death. The unknown what happens after death. But you have to be confident towards death. I pray that none of us will die early. But the facts of life is that some of us will die early. May it not be you. But give, but let me ask a question. Why do you want to remain alive? <laughs> oh, when we were young, I remember, when we were very young, I said, oh God, let me marry and have sex before you come. And some of you are still thinking like that. Oh God, I have suffered in this life. 
let me finish my university education. Let me start working and make some money for myself that I can buy what I want to buy so that daddy and mommy cannot trouble me anymore. Oh God, Uncle Bijou has said we shouldn't do some of those things. But oh God, the Bible says there's a time to do it. Lord, let me experience some. After all, they say whatever good thing we do, you to do some. You see, those of them who are married, they are waving, they are happy. You don't know what they are going through. You remember what you went through, isn't it? It's not easy. But if that is the reason why you want to be alive, you have a wrong motive. Jesus, the one who taught us life, who gives us life, he died at the age of 33. He did not marry, but he experienced life more than anybody else. There's more to life than money. There's more to life than marriage. There's more to life than sex. The Bible says we must be witnesses. That is why we are living we must live for other people. We must tell people that it's a terrible place called hell. You must not go there. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall have life. That is why we are living. God blesses us if those blessings so that we will know that he is real, that we will continue to do what he wants us to do. And you can only get into these things and be moved by these things when you read the word and spend time with God in prayer. It does not just come. I pray to God that you start off this new year, this year of increase, as we study about the spiritual realm, we begin to understand from God's perspective what life is all about. But this morning, sincerely, if you have never at any time agreed with God and his word and ask him to forgive you of your sin and to wash you in the blood, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. Shall we close our eyes? You have never at any time in your life consciously asked God death will be a terrible thing for you. But you can turn that around this morning by your choice and by your faith. If you want God to give you that opportunity, he's giving it to you right now. If you want to experience this life that I'm talking about, I want you to lift up your hands. You have never given your life to Jesus and you want to give your life to Jesus this morning. I want you to lift up your hands and rise onto your feet. If you have never given your life to Jesus, and you want to experience this new... Don't, don't open your eyes. Don't look at anybody. It's about you and God. When you die, you face God alone. You, you don't go with your parents. You don't go with your friends. You don't go with teacher. This is the 
this is a decision that you have to take while you are still alive. You don't know about tomorrow. I want to help you to help yourself. Even as I'm talking, you're sitting down, your heart is beating. Don't let the devil deceive you. Listen to that gentle voice telling you to stand up. Father, I thank you for these that are standing in your presence. They want to start off the year by coming to you. Receive them. Wash them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Show them from your word what life is and lead them in the paths of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, those of you standing, still, still close your eyes. We haven't finished praying. Those of you standing, please take all your property that you came to church with. Okay? Bishop, please stand up. Take all the, and Adam, please take all your bags, your Bible, anything you came to church with, and then go and see those two people at the back, Auntie Adam and uh, Uncle Bishop. Uh, they'll, they'll help you discuss some things if you help you to pray further. Now, for the rest of us, before we, we, we close, I want us to take this decision. That God this year, Dr. Otabella said this is a year of increase. Lord, I've made so many mistakes in the past, but I turn a new leaf. Lord, help me to walk in purity. Help me to walk in obedience. Help me to live a life of service. I want to serve you all the days of my life. I want to live the kind of life that you want me to live, a life that will please you, a life that honors you. And your word says you will bless and honor me as I seek to honor you. Oh God, help me. Help me. Let that be your prayer. In the next 30 seconds, in your own words, make that commitment to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want to continue experiencing this fourth dimension of life. All that I might know the depths of your love and the reason why you died for me. May my life be a sacrifice unto you. I give my all to serve you all the days of my life. Use me as you will. I feel inadequate. I sense that I lack power. Lord, strengthen me. Embolden me. Give me more grace to walk this life is narrow path. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
May you experience real increase this year. Increase in understanding the things of God. Don't be lazy. Read the Bible for yourself. Spend time to pray on your own. And yearn for more corporate prayer. Don't be satisfied with the shallow things in life. We have been called unto a higher calling. There's a higher life. A life that brings increase. And we must yearn for this life. Yesterday I was telling the church workers we are going to start this very special service. If you want to know as the church workers, because I said I will not make this announcement in church. And it's focused on those who want to go higher with God. Those who want to experience the supernatural. Those who want to experience the power of God. Those that want God to use them. God is ready. If you are ready. Uncle Sulu. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Precious Redeemer and Friend